This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. Episode 101. 101. Coming at you. Hey! Yep. Yeah. <laughs> episode 101. This is our, quite literally, our 101st episode. So kudos to us. We did it 101 times. Yeah. And actually, if this episode is the first episode you listen to on this podcast, it's actually going to be a really good episode. So it's like almost like we're starting scratch. Because like scratch. it is a diesel 101 episode. Yeah. And don't worry if you know everything about diesel stuff. You may, it's, it's never a bad time to review because you may hear some stuff that makes you think, huh, I remember when I first got into diesels. Yeah, or if anything, it'll, it'll, it'll reinvigorate your mind on maybe some funny things that maybe you heard when you were first getting into it, and then you can go make fun of your friend yeah, that I'm, did the thing. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> I, I have at least one embarrassing story to st- tell when we're in here, but we'll get to that when we get to it. All right, perfect. So, <laughs> thank you for tuning into the podcast, and thank you for watching if you are. Uh, we are on YouTube. Uh, you can also check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and all the other iTunes or podcast platforms. Uh, we do uh, take reviews very seriously. In fact, that's how we get up in our rankings to make sure that we can get all of our podcasts out to the people that want to hear them and hopefully grow this even more. Even though we are still at 101 pod- or episodes, we are trying to make this thing bigger and better. And we do that by making sure we have good traction and getting out to the people that want to hear it. So make sure you hit like, share it, tell people, whatever, leave a comment, tell me my hair looks dumb. I don't really care because I'll comment back. And I'll tell you, it does look dumb because I made it myself. Anyhow, boom. you can leave a review and Tyler's going to tell you about that. Leave a five-star review. Send that bad boy to Tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure to include an address and a picture of your truck, and you will get a super sweet sticker that looks like Ben's T-shirt. Yeah, like just like that. Not like mine, though. Doesn't look like mine. <laughs> get the Jammin' Eagles decal. You can rep on your truck. Tell everybody which podcast is the best diesel podcast out there. And here we go. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> episode 101. I've got a list here of 14 101s that maybe you do know maybe you don't know maybe you just bought a diesel pickup and some of this you're kind of you'll be glad that you heard and yeah. and then you'll never have to admit that you thought of these things possibly or maybe you're thinking about buying a diesel pickup and these are just things that now you know and you're smarter now yeah so we're going to dive right into this we got 14 of them some of them are embarrassing some of them aren't some of them are from personal experience okay <laughs> not the first one though not the first one <laughs> I, I do okay so number one Diesels don't have spark plugs. Fact. Fact. It's inherent. They just do not because they use compression ignition. They do not have spark plugs. There's nothing inside there that introduces a flame besides compression. Yes. Okay. Funny, funny thing. So I would used to get calls on customers, especially with Duramaxes or Power Strokes, 
because they'll unscrew this little thing out of their out of their head and go, "What is this? What is this little plug?" It looks like it heats up. It looks like it maybe like almost like a diesel version of a spark plug. It's a glow plug, okay? It's a glow plug. Different thing. It's for preheating. It's for cold startups. And in fact, every time you turn the key on your Power Stroke or Duramax, those things will usually kick on for just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it preheats the cylinder because it's a, again it's a compression ignition engine, so you need heat to ignite the fuel, and it uses heat and pressure to make a kaboom. That's true. That's facts right there. Facts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and. I'm not going to name his name, but I do have a friend that, you know, bought his first diesel pickup, messaged me, which I'm glad he did. Excuse me. Barge is coming in hot today. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, all right, cool. I need to get some basic maintenance done. I want to do some like plugs and wires and whatever. I was like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, right? <laughs> I'm going to tell you this is a friend. Yeah. Don't ever repeat that sentence ever right, again. He's, he's, <laughs> and I, I'm not going to say his name, say but he's name. listening. Say it. I'm not going to say it <laughs> because he is actually a mechanic. Okay. Hmm. But mm-hmm. it's just, this was his first, ex, you know, mm-hmm. venture into diesel stuff. Okay, so this is like, not everybody knows this. I bet you there's probably some diesel people that own diesels that just liked it and got it for the mileage. That's still yeah. like maybe they don't have TDI yeah. and they still think they have spark plugs. They don't. But I was like, hey, bro, bro, I'm gonna tell you this. I like, diesels don't have fucking spark plugs. <laughs> you cannot say that. Yeah. Okay. Don't ever like. There, there's a lot of stuff that you may not know, and I'll educate you on that. But do not tell anybody that it has spark plugs, yeah. okay? That's dead wrong. Wipe that out from your mind right now. You're just going to embarrass yourself. <laughs> yeah, and, and obviously he's fine now. No, so. and I can, I mean, I can see where people would think, you know, they're, I mean, gas engines have dominated the automotive world for so long, and then, you know, these loud, clunky diesels came along, and I could see where that, you know, you could get a little confused on there. And you know what? I was thinking as you were talking, about um was it the early no it was which ones it have the pre-cup the pre-ignition cup uh the uh, instead of uh, it's not like pilot injection mm-hmm. um gosh i think it's just pre i think it's on power strokes i think it's on the early um like the idi not mm-hmm. power stroke shouldn't say power stroke idi engines there they have a what's called a pre-cup in mm-hmm. the in the head for ignition, the it, it's built it's like into a the smaller head. tinier. Cup. Yeah, it's a smaller oh, chamber about. Yeah. that ignites heats, uh, ignites the fuel first, ignite and then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that I mean, I could see where people might get confused, especially with some of those older engines that have that kind of older technology. Mm-hmm. All right, so now that we thing. got that one out of yeah. the way, that's a biggie. Okay, <laughs> next one, number two. If you pop the hood, you can't just reach in and rev the engine like you, like you can on most gas engines. I understand if it's a drive-by wire, you can't necessarily do that. It has to be actual physical. I always get that wrong. Drive by wire and drive by cable. Yeah. Cable means you can physically. There's a cable between the the pedal. And the wire and the is yeah. electronic. Okay. I always yeah. so cable's gonna have your your pedal's gonna be affixed to a cable that's going to go to well it's gonna like I'm gonna use Cummins for reference here because they mm-hmm. have what's called like a bell crank assembly. You'll you'll see it on the front of all the like second gen Dodges in front of the intake horn. You'll see this big black plastic cover over this sort of large device that's sitting in the front of the engine well inside there is going to be your like throttle position sensor Mm -hmm. and then you're going to that's going to be affixed mechanically from a cable from your pedal okay and that's what's telling the engine what to rev to so on certain applications so like 12 valve uh ve and vp ve p7100 and vp and some common rail you can actually go under the hood if you take that black cover off of that bell crank assembly you can then turn it that way which it, it you're just all you're doing is if you went under the dash and looked at the pedal the pedal would be going down at the same time yeah. so uh certain certain trucks you can newer most newer modern stuff you're not going to be able to do that with so here's my embarrassing story <laughs> bought my red 7.3 power stroke my first diesel ever and I'm in the driveway and I'm going over it, giving it a once over because honestly, it was my first diesel. I did what probably a lot of you maybe have done or, or are going to do in the future. I just started looking at stuff because I, I know engines, mm-hmm. I'm very mechanically inclined, but I just, a lot of it was new to me. So I wanted to just, I just looked at it. Would you just look at it? Just look at it. Okay. I looked at everything and I'm sitting there with it running and I just, I kind of like, I had my little stethoscope with the, with the, the probe on it. Yeah. I'm just like listening to stuff, you know, yeah. just, just really trying to grasp as much as I could here. And 
I'm sitting there like, oh man, I like to see what it sounds like at a little bit higher RPM. I'm like, <laughs> where's the throttle body? Yeah. Hmm. Well, there's, where's the turbo? But where's the, how, uh, and I started following the wires back. I'm like, okay, the wires going over here, but where? There's no, there's no, where? Yeah, how's, I how's legit sat there for like 15 yeah. minutes, okay, <laughs> trying to figure this out. Idiot. Yeah. Freaking dummy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Never told anyone about it until just, just now. now. I didn't All tell right. any of my friends about it until just <laughs> now. <laughs> Idiot. Luckily, <laughs> Louis wasn't home because I was in his driveway, just looking like a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That would be, yeah. What are you doing? Oh, uh, just trying uh, to rev her up. Yeah. <laughs> Can't figure it out. Good luck. Because <laughs> I was that guy, like, whenever I worked on my truck or did oil change, I'd give you a boop. Oh yeah! Hit the, oh, the throttle, yeah. beep! Hit the throttle, beep! Bump. Good yeah. to go, yeah! Bump, bump! Oh, it's my engine! Rawr. Look at that! Yeah! Can't do it! Can't do it! Okay, don't do be, it. don't be like me. Yeah. Okay, number three. Yes, they take that much oil. Yeah. Flat out. A lot of oil. Yeah, you're probably gonna think to yourself, hmm. Well, but it takes way more oil, so I, I, I should buy cheaper oil. Incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Buy good oil, and yes. You still need to change it when you're supposed to change it. Just because you have more oil doesn't mean you have to change it less amount of times. Yeah. You're still supposed to change your oil often and on time and use high-quality stuff. Yeah. Uh, just because you're going to ask, we use Schaefer's. Uh, but honestly, any high-quality oil will work for you. And what I mean is don't buy the cheapest stuff for sale that you can find. Yeah. If you really plan on investing your time and money in this truck, get Schaefer's, get Mobile One, Royal Purple, AMS Oil, Redline, but we prefer Schaefer's. We prefer Schaefer's. Yeah. <laughs> if any of the guys walked in the door right now and they weren't Schaefer's, they weren't Jim from Schaefer's, we'd punch them in the face. Yeah. I'm just kidding. That's I a mean, word of warning <laughs> to Ams Oil out there. <laughs> I got no problems with Ams Oil. Okay, I'll yeah. be honest. Hundred percent, no problems with Ams Oil. If you're running Ams Oil, you've obviously taken the time and effort to run high quality oil in your vehicle. But if you put it up next to me and you say, "Hey, you can have either one," I'm taking. I'm taking Schaefer's every time. That's the oldest oil company in the world, I think. They didn't they, the world, or is it just U.S.? I, I think, think they didn't. And didn't they own part of Budweiser for a while? Did they really? Yeah, during the I think it was during the Depression, World War II, wow. or something like that. Well, I guess I don't like Schaefer's anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, number four. You do not have a gas pedal. Yeah. You have a throttle. In uh, this, this is one thing that I. I a lot of people will 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 say, and it's like honestly, on a it doesn't. Board. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me too much because you oh, kind of under speak for yourself. He Ben over here is fuming, <laughs> but I feel the heat coming off of him. <laughs> but uh, no, I get it. I get that one. That one's not too terribly. I don't. I don't uh, thrash on people too hard when they. What say kind that. of gas mileage you getting? The one I will. Is, I stepped on the gas. The one I will stop people on and go if they you know if they go hey I gotta go get gas in my truck. It's like, no, dude, you got to get fuel. Mm -hmm. You got to get fuel in your truck. So don't say gas. Yeah. <laughs> gas yeah. is for cleaning parts. Diesel fuels for going fast. All right? Hell yeah. Ooh, that was pretty good. That's Did that make that good. up? I think someone already said that. I'm pretty sure you just made that up. Hey. I don't know if you didn't. Whoa. <laughs> We're Damn, time it. stamp that because I'm going to forget I said that. We're keeping <laughs> it. That's our new slogan. Yeah. We're running with it. Yeah. <laughs> I just got shivers. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, so you, you have a throttle. And, and what we mean by that is, and this is part of also why you can't, you know, just reach in there and like rev it yeah. a lot of times when there's no throttle body because you, your, your foot on the pedal on the throttle you're not controlling the air coming into the engine. You are controlling the amount of fuel going into the cylinder. Yeah. And that obviously stands for all direct injection stuff. So if it's an IDI or yeah. like that, anything that actually has injectors going into each individual cylinder, you are controlling how much fuel goes in that cylinder. Yeah. And that kind of leads up to why people always say like, oh, I can get really good fuel mileage in my, like your driving style in a diesel pickup can really dictate your economy. Yeah. Like if you have a light foot, you are literally controlling how much fuel goes into that cylinder yeah. by way of that injector. Yeah. So you can drive with a heavy foot and throw tons of fuel in there more than you may need. Yeah. Or you can have... And that's when you get black smoke as a byproduct because you're using more fuel than what's being consumed in the engine, and so it's going out the tailpipe. Exactly. But that's why we tell guys all the time that, um, you know, that's a big difference with, uh, with you know, gas trucks and diesel trucks as far as fuel economy. Like Ben was saying, when a gas, in, a, in a gas vehicle, you're, you're controlling a throttle body, which is, which is metering the amount of air getting into the engine, and then the computer will then 
take that amount of air and then calculate how much fuel is needed to make an optimum mixture for for combustion okay for, for how and like it it's very reactive yeah when you think about it yeah you know? it's here's the air deal with it yeah yeah i mean so there's a there's a lot there's a lot going on there and that again that's why and that's the thing with like a gas engine if there's too much well i shouldn't say that. i shouldn't say there's not much of a byproduct when there's too much fuel because there is there's going to be i mean you're going to you can get smoke out of them mm -hmm. and, and, that, and that sort of thing but not as much as a diesel where you can kind of fine-tune that throttle input with your foot by just looking out your rear view mirror and looking at your tailpipe but yeah so a, a gas engine again you're controlling the air coming in the computer is calculating how much fuel to mix with that air whereas a diesel you're controlling the fuel and then the engine is it's either using it all or it's putting it out the tailpipe and when it's using it all your turbos then spooling up rpms mm -hmm. are rising and you're making power and so if you can just limit that amount of, of of pedal input to get you to a certain speed and maintaining that speed you're gonna get better fuel economy in a diesel Look at Cam's just looking at me like, what in the And that hell actually are you leads about? us <laughs> leads us perfectly into number five. Yeah. Which is yes, you do still need to re-gear. And mm. and what I mean by that, you hear us preach about gears a lot. So can you get away with a slightly bigger tire on a diesel truck because it makes more torque than you can like on a gas truck? Is it more apparent? As much as I am an advocate for gears, yes, you can get away with doing a larger tire on a diesel truck better than you can on a gas engine yeah period it's just because they make more torque i mean keep in mind too like all the trucks that we do here we're like jumping from like maybe a yeah. factory like 31 like they don't measure them in that in that way but like let's say it's a 31 we're jumping up to like a 40 yeah <laughs> so <laughs> quite a bit different there if you're going from like a 31 to a 33 you'll probably be okay <laughs> right and and the reason that that's why a lot of people think you don't have to and what it kind of comes down to by having a light foot on the throttle and whatnot is because you control how much fuel you're putting into the engine, into the cylinders. You control essentially how much power you can make in any given RPM. And when you have the ability to make gobs amount of torque at a low RPM, you can get your bigger tires turning easier and better than you could in a gas engine truck when you're because their their torque and power band may not come into a much higher rpm yeah so that's why when you put larger tires on a diesel it may not feel quite as detrimental if you were to do things apples to apples on an equivalent gas engine yeah um yeah for sure but that still doesn't mean that you you don't have to re-gear there's a little more fudge room there's a little more a yeah. little more but yes, you do still need to regear your diesel pickup if you go with larger tires. Yes. Especially if you're towing with it. And this is a lot of times, especially for the newer trucks, because they're starting to really get deep into the gears, mm -hmm. like coming with 342s. That's basically undergeared from the factory with like your 31-inch tires. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Um, if you need to more, more, know more on that, we did a whole episode on gears. Yeah. I think, I think we actually have two of them or three of them. We talk about them all the time. Listen to our older episodes. We are a huge advocate of gears here. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Uh, let's see. Numbers, <laughs> number six, the heartbreaker, the heartbreaker. Yes. Big power does cost that much. Fact. Episodes over. Go home. Yeah. That's it. We killed it. Now I, no. I would, I think that the performance aftermarket diesel, like the person that wants to get into that, that is a more expensive of a hobby than like hot rod stuff i mean not discounting the fact of like building a car like if you're restoring a car i mm -hmm. understand that's expensive i get that but if you just have like a an older i don't know like an older car or whatever that you want a hot rod out that's already running and working you know because pe people like when they think of like performance parts in cars i think they either well i don't know if they go to the diesel side yet or if they go mm -hmm. like tuner car and then like you know muscle car stuff I think diesel is the most expensive one out of them it's all. It's the biggest heartbreaker, that's for <laughs> sure. Like you, go build yourself in. It's kind of it's kind of hard here because diesels have started to come with more and more power from the factory. Right. But let's say you're starting with you know a seven three power stroke. Go build yourself a five hundred horsepower seven three power stroke. You're gonna spend some okay? money. Now go build yourself a five hundred horsepower LS engine. Yeah. Like an LQ9 or something like that. Even yeah. finding an LQ9. Yeah. And including all that and building it and paying someone to build it, that engine's still going to cost less than a, a 500 horsepower 7.3. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And you take that engine and you slap it in, say, a 
I don't know, a 1500 pickup or yeah. in a suburban, like I was kind of talking about doing or in any kind of car because they make all swaps for everything. Yeah. And you've got a freaking machine. Yeah. Okay. You've got a, that's a, yeah, I think it's moving. Well, you don't have, I mean, like for that kind of horsepower, I mean, with like an LS platform, you really don't even have to touch the bottom end at all. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to get in. I mean, what cam intake tuning, some fuel injectors, and chances are you're and not. Chances putting are you're pretty close to the five hundred. And, and you're not putting it into a, I don't know, fifty five hundred to six thousand to seven thousand pound chassis. Yeah, you're probably putting yeah. in like a twenty five hundred to three thousand thirty five hundred pound car. Yeah, or a lower yeah. or lower weight truck. Yeah, <laughs> so you, you've got a lot of disadvantages to work over. So yeah. just remember, the guys that are making big power, and that are making big power and staying there reliably. Yes, it does cost that much money, okay? There are ways to make horsepower cheap, but to be able to use it and maintain there, not cheap. Yeah, not cheap at all. This is not to discourage... Not to, yeah. Not to discourage you from trying to make... And when we talk about big horsepower, we're talking, I'd say, like, 600 plus. Yeah. Five to 600 is that magical number. Yeah. You can make five to 600 relatively easily on most diesel platforms without, you know, really, really having to get in some, you know, once you get above 600 horsepower... Every like fifty hundred horsepower costs you exponentially more and more and more money. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, and it to me it makes sense because I mean you've got this engine that operates in in a relatively sh- small window of RPMs. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean because like a gas engine you're operating from like a thousand to like six thousand RPMs, whereas a diesel you're working from like five hundred or six hundred to like. 2800 or 3000 like that's the max like yeah you you rev my obs up to 3000 yeah it's like a freaking space shuttle yeah exactly and again compression injection compress or am i saying that right i can't talk compression ignition compression ignition engines um everything's bigger pistons are bigger rods are bigger cranks are bigger cylinder walls are bigger i mean you've got just a giant rotating mass that you're trying to whip around mm-hmm. <laughs> to to make that power and it's it just again it especially when it comes to like duramaxes power strokes gotta work on the bottom end you gotta do different like on duramaxes you gotta do alternate fire cams you gotta mm-hmm. do a bunch of other stuff that that where a gas engine guy can just throw a cam in and, and you know and keep everything else the same and then do some tuning and call it a day yeah it just doesn't doesn't work unfortunately that way there's a lot of a lot of a lot of heavy components whizzing around and, and a lot of us speak of this from experience because i had an ls project you had an ls project yeah sands still currently has an ls project and ash has been specking out an ls project for his c10 that he has yeah and we've all dicked around with ls platform stuff yeah in fact if you're a car guy and you haven't researched or started dicking around with an ls platform just get familiar with it they're it, super I mean, easy. They're, they are they're really easy. cool, and they're relatively cheap um, to build. Um, but still, I think a twelve valve's cooler. I think, I think yeah, a twelve valve is easier way and cooler. cooler. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a cool factor and also kind of a personality thing. Just I, I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Uh, number, let's see, number seven. No, you cannot just add the horsepower numbers up to find your dyno number. <laughs> It's, we called, get it's called a desktop all, dyno. Yeah, we get this all the time. All the time. I've got this tuner that adds 150. I've got this intake that says it adds 15. I've got this intake elbow that says it adds another 15. Then I've also got, you know, this turbo that says it can add up to 200, you know, horsepower. So if I add all that up, I'm, I'm 900 horsepower. It's like, no, man. You're like 480. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I will say the – and this platform, okay – caveat site tangent whatever <laughs> the platform i'm going to talk about this should not turn you onto a platform unless you'd like having your heart breaking or heartbroken <laughs> and you hate money okay hmm. i'm talking about six four power strokes okay <laughs> yes. this is quite literally the only platform when i say when we're talking about like desktop dyno thing you can literally take this truck to mexico and back yeah and if you can still find the tuning for it be bop boop an additional the warhammer was it was it 320 <laughs> it was something ridiculous it, it was, was damn near plus. 300 extra horsepower with a freaking tune yeah no i remember when that stuff 300 came out. i remember the warhammer st- yeah i remember that stuff came out and i was like reading the description and i was like no no is that real 
Is that real? That's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, when those six four power strokes did come out and guys started tuning them, pretty impressive before we before we figured out that they were just they realized, yeah. <laughs> that it was like a it was like an engine with an expiration date. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like if you want to win dino dinos in the stock class, it's buy six four. Uh, Matt Sinsel's six four he was running H and S tuning on the on the kill all tune to the wheels. I think he was making was it five eighty five, five sixty five, or something like that. Stock truck, mid fives, okay, easily mid fives to the tire. Yeah, on forties, not geared. Yeah, <laughs> stock injectors, stock turbo, no lift pump. Yeah, we're talking Mexico and back and tuners. Yeah, and guess what? He's blown his engine up twice. <laughs> That'll <Kay>? happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just. It's actually kind of sad because I really like like the I mean obviously the six fours look very similar to a six seven and the, like that that is like the main body. Some the way they look, I just they freaking love. Them. I love the way they look. I love the way they sound. But man, dude, are they such a? I'm sorry to six four owners out there that are listening. Kind of a disappointment those engines. It, no, if if you're a six four owner, I figure there there's two kinds of six four owners, okay? And I kind of think of it that, like sort of like seven three guys. There's yeah. seven three guys that just don't know, yeah. and seven three guys are like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, kind of like me. Like, I get it. Right. Like, I know what I'm into. Yeah. It's and six O's are now past that because we know enough about them and and everybody kind of knows that now. But six fours, there are some guys that are just like. The 6.4 is, is like the new, even worse version of the way the 6.0 was like five, six years ago. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, you thought you had problems, 6.0? <laughs> There's a 6.4. Yeah. Hold my beer. Add 0.4 cubes. Or, yeah. yeah. 0.4. 0.4 cubes, and we just completely just destroyed this truck. What? Uh, what, what cubes? So, yeah, point four liters. Liters, yeah, point yeah, four, four liters. liters. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Pull my beer. Watch this catastrophic fare. Pull my four every liters. time. <laughs> I don't know how I did it, but we did it. We somehow added more power and took out reliability. <laughs> 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 we added more power. We added point four liters reliability. Fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff was like, "Hey guys, have I got the idea for you?" <laughs> Jeff's like, "I'm on my way yeah. out. Check this design out." You like, thought the 6O was bad. Yeah. All right, so I know you guys didn't like it because of the whole yeah. 6O thing, okay, yeah, guys? Blah, I know blah, you're blah. like, Huey, or comes Huey Jeff. He's all about the Huey injection. Yeah. He's probably getting money in his back pocket from the big three trying to use yeah. oil injection, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, guys, let me tell you about I've got six- this HPFP <laughs> injection pump. We've it's got like, these excuse new. Excuse me. You had the HPOP, which actually kind of sounded kind of cool when you said it short, like H pop. Like that's kind of cool. And then you went to what? HFPF? What? Like seriously, Jeff? What are you freaking smoking crack? What is it? It's like I got these injectors, right? They're called Pizio. 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 There's freaking Real wizards crystals. inside, right? There's they got crystals. freaking crystals and wizards inside. And, and we talked about like oil and electronics. No. Crystals and electronics, yeah. guys. Crystals and what fucking electronics, What was that, what was that, right? what was that uh, presidential candidate that was Marianne Williamson? Is that who it was? That was super crazy. That was like all the like, crystals and I was like... Remember. It was Marianne Williamson. Something like that. So but, he got... He hooked up with Marianne Williamson. <laughs> they... They drew a star of David on the ground and lit some mat, lit some, lit some candles. Star of David? Is it the star of David? What is that? The sa- you the mean the pentagram? Pentagram. Okay, that yeah. thing. <laughs> I thought it was just like a star of David that they just put the no, candles around. And a six-pointed star is a star of David. Pentagram's upside down, five-pointed star. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so they're sitting around drinking freaking cow's blood or whatever they're drinking. I don't know what they're drinking, and then she summons these injectors from the from the world of diesel, and it's got like a fairy brings them down, but it kind of looks like a fairy that like got hit by a car because it's like a demon. I, know, I just I picture <laughs> the, the fairy that I picture bigger than crystals, Ron Jeremy. I don't know why, it just that's what pops in my head. <laughs> like a guy with a mustache, but it's like, hey, I got your crystals. <laughs> and then they shove these, hey, these injectors, like, and he's like, all right. All right, we have finished. What shall we call it? We're just going to call it the 6-4. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, no, here's what happened, right? So when, when they didn't know what they would call it, yeah. Ron Jeremy was disappearing into the, into the mist. Like and he goes, no, he goes, peace you. <laughs> he tries to say peace out, but it gets lost in the fog. And they're just yes. like, peace you. Ooh. That's what we're going to call it. Yeah. Peace you. 
Pizio. Oh, the injection. Right? I'm talking the engine when he's like, oh, not no. done. Like the engine you've just created is now called the six four. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <sighs> like wow. Okay, that was a long one. Yeah, that yeah, that wins a weird Oh places. man. Freaking Jeff and Ford. <laughs> that guy. Thank God they got rid of him. <laughs> Buried out back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next up. <laughs> uh number eight. You will be disappointed after your first dyno. Yeah. Yeah. Fact. Everybody. And this kind of goes along with the whole desktop dyno and 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 whatnot. And the reason you're gonna be disappointed with the first dyno is even if you understand the whole desktop, you know, it's not it, you don't add those up. You might be thinking to yourself, well, you know what, dude, I put a tuner on my truck and I spanked a Corvette. Yeah. Okay. Just spanked him. And I'm not saying you didn't spank the Corvette. There's a good chance you actually probably did. Especially if it was like 1985 through like 99. <laughs> I thought you were going to say 84 or 83. I was like, don't you say it. Don't say 83. Don't say 83. Uh, do you know why? Why? They didn't make a Corvette in 83. Oh. Yeah. Well. There's an 82 collectors and then 84 started the C3. So I should have said four. Yeah. Whatever that when they went really ugly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, the, yeah okay. Actually, like probably like seventy nine. Seventy nine. Well, yeah. That's the, that's the middle of the Stingray body style. Probably seventy. Gosh, even honestly, like the only Corvette I like is like a sixty three split window, like that body style. Ooh. Those are just hot, hot, hot. Ooh. Or Ooh. the brand new ones, mid engine. Yeah, C eights. Badass. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. So <laughs> whoa. You're like, tangent. oh man, I just like I spanked a Corvette, right? That thing's got to be making at least. 450, 500 horsepower. So I must be making at least 600. I mean, I yeah. spanked it, at right? Least, at least. So what you're feeling every time you get knocked into the back of your seat in your truck, it's not necessarily the horsepower. It's the torque, okay? Diesels make an ungodly amount of torque. And that's what's really slamming you into your back seat. Yeah. So you're when you're making, say, you might dyno this truck and, you, and you're thinking you're making 600, you make 390. Yeah, but you and might make 900 foot-pounds of torque. 900 foot-pounds of torque. And that, I guarantee that Corvette... If it's making about, let's say, 450 horse, it's making about 490 torque. Yeah. Okay. Not that, even Probably not even that. And that's at like five grand. Yeah. Okay. But you're making, you know, maybe six, seven, 800 torque, less than 2,000 RPM. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. That's nuts. That's what you're feeling. That's, what get, get, that's yeah. what's getting that truck <clears throat> Torque moving. is what you feel. The horsepower is like your, is like kind of your overall. Like that's, you yeah, don't necessarily, I mean, you've obviously, you can feel horsepower. I mean, don't get me wrong, but- yeah. What you feel every time you smash that pedal, that's torque you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Torque is what gets you up and moving. Yeah, there's a couple of different analogies. There's like the, the whole wall, the wall one. Like horsepower is how hard you hit the wall. Torque is how far you carry the wall with you. Yeah. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. And what was the other one? Uh, torque is what gets you up to speed. Horsepower is what keeps you there. There you go. Yeah. That type. Yeah. Yeah. More or less. Those yeah. are both great, Ben. Good job. Thanks, man. <laughs> I actually I used one of those today. Yeah. It's cool. I already forgot the uh, what did I say earlier? I said I told Cam to timestamp that. Yeah, I already forgot. See, it's uh, like that. Gas is for cleaning parts. Diesels for making power. There you go. Somebody, yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone's hot. already said that. I'm yeah. sure I stole that from someone. I'm sure I did because there's no way I came up with something that cool. On my own. Uh, you're pretty cool, dude. It might be. I that. don't know. Uh, number nine. Engine horsepower is not wheel horsepower. And I don't yeah. mean wheel as in like not mispronouncing real. It's like not wheel. What what your yeah. power you're making to your wheel. Okay, yeah. there's there's parasitic Yeah, loss. any anytime yeah. you look at like or anytime they introduce a new truck that's it's got this horsepower. Okay, they're talking engine horsepower. They're not crank. talking or yeah, crank horsepower. So what not, it makes before it is the transmission. Before and there's what, a fifteen percent parasitic loss, roughly I mean that's like a good. It really to depends go off on of. the the engine and the transmission, and how old it is and whatnot. On older cars, it was up to even thirty percent. Yeah. On newer trucks, especially with like ten speeds and whatnot, typically a manual transmission will have less loss. Yeah. But the newer trucks, and we'll when we do our next update in the twenty twenty. Yeah. Cooper was telling us the horsepower numbers that 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 that, mu that truck is supposed to make on stock wheels to the wheel. What we made not geared on forties. It was less than a ten percent loss including drivetrain wow. loss that's pretty good that's nuts that's really good anyhow um number 10 this, this is where we start getting into kind of like the true facts here diesels have a hard time starting in the cold it's the nature of the beast they don't have spark plugs they rely on compressed ignition which means cylinder temperature if that cylinder temperature doesn't get up enough it's not going to pop off 
It's not going to start running. That's when you see all those cold start videos like pop, 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 pop. Or they sit there and just crank on the starter the whole time and the truck just, yeah, and it gets going. It feels like we're around like five cylinders because you are. Yeah. So, yes, they have a hard time starting the cold. If you're new to diesels and you're in a really cold climate, just plan on, and I'm not, I, there's arguments back and forth as far as like, how long should you let your car idle for in the winter and whatnot? We all, I'm sure, especially up here, you know, in the cold and whatnot, we probably all let our stuff idle long and it's really supposed to. Yeah. But to be honest, I mean, if you have a diesel pickup, especially if you just want to make sure that at least, if like when I would take Ricky to uh, my son to daycare, you know, he was all bundled up and get in the car or in the excursion. I don't want it cold in there for him. You yeah. know, I can't put a baby in it. Like I could sit there and shiver with, you know, see my breath driving down the road, but I know it's going to be okay. He's back there just like, just like dying. You know, right. I can't, can't do that to the kid. Um, so, you know, I would honestly, I would start the start my excursion and I never plugged it in. So I would start my excursion and I would go inside and finish making my cup of coffee, put my shoes on, put my son's shoes on and then walk out yeah. and get in the car. Um, yeah. and at that point, usually the, the air was at least not cold coming out of the vents. Yeah. So just plan on a little bit longer warm up time. And also if you're one of those guys that like, you just don't like to let it idle for a long time or you don't want to deal with warm up time. You, until it gets warm, your truck is going to run like total shit. Yeah. Okay. Like, like, and it's, it's, it's going to go through stages. Like you're going to like hit the throttle. It's going <clears> to <throat> not move. Here's what you do. You get yourself a block heater and then you get yourself a timer. Yeah. Okay. Cause here's the thing. Don't just like when you get home from work at five thirty, six o'clock at night, plug your truck in. There's no need to have that heater on the entire night with a truck. I mean, Unless you're Unless, in, we're talking there's like, some, okay, if you're in the Arctic, okay, yeah, we're not talking to you, okay, we're do even, your thing. We're talking okay? like, we're, do your this thing. This is like where even the gas yeah. trucks have block blankets on them and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. so, yeah, so. The other 99% yeah, of us. Yeah, and what's nice about a block heater is that it it's heating your coolant. So guess what? When you fire that truck up, you could have already warm heater when you turn that thing on. It, it, but you got to remember, you're heating up a giant piece of iron. Okay, mm-hmm. that's been sitting cold all night, so it's a lot of surface area you're trying to heat give it, up. So give it an hour, give it two give hours. It, yeah, so get a timer that you plug that extension cord into, and have it have it you know turn the block heater on like two hours before you leave to work. Yeah, and that way you're not freaking jacking up your power bill because those things do suck up a lot of juice. Oh yeah, like if you can plug it into your neighbors, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so they are a bit cold blooded. Seven uh, threes especially, they're cold blooded. Just deal with it. That's yeah. life. Okay. All right, next. Next. Number 11. If your truck breaks and it costs less than $1,000 to fix, that's a win. Yeah. Okay. If you have an issue, and I don't mean like, oh, I did an oil change and it was less than $1,000, or I took it in for basic maintenance and they did a transmission service and an oil change and it was less than $1,000, I win. I mean, yeah. like, your truck's down or like it won't run or you got to get towed or something like that, or and, and it's less than $1,000 to fix it. Called win. You won. Yeah. Okay. And the, the anecdote with that that I always learned you know, before when I was like a service rider and whatnot, anytime you take your car to a shop or a dealership for work or maintenance or whatnot, and you get out for less than 500 bucks, that's a win. Yeah. Like normal maintenance on a car is going to run about that every time you take it into a shop. It's pretty much double for a diesel. Parts are expensive. Not everybody works on diesels. They're harder to come by. They're just, it's, and a good diesel tech goes a long way here. Okay. Good shop, good diesel tech goes a long way. But if, if your truck is down and costs less than a thousand bucks to fix, so when? Yeah. Just no, be ready for, for it. Yeah, seriously. That's fact. Yeah. Okay, these next three are kind of quick. Two of them are relatively similar, but they are very important. Number 12. <clears throat> Let me make sure I got this right. Okay. <laughs> That's good barley juice. Okay. <clears throat> Number 12. More air requires more fuel. Done. <laughs> Done. Seriously. Okay, so that yeah. means if if you decide to put a giant turbo in the truck, you've now added more air. You now need more fuel. And I don't mean more fuel like less fuel economy. I mean like you need to up what the truck is capable of putting into the cylinder to match yeah. and get the turbo spooled up and so on and so forth. Yeah. I, honestly, a over-turboed truck is the worst. It's worse than an over-fueled truck and under-turboed. 
because at least you could zing that turbo up, and that thing will try its best. It may best. be hot and smoky as yeah. shit, it but will, it'll, it'll, try, it'll work. It'll try its best, and it'll definitely you'll be maxing that bad boy out. But an over turboed truck, an un, or an under fueled truck, you're just again you're you're you've just, I mean every aspect of how that engine is running is now it's it's now degraded because of the fact that now you've got this turbo that's making all this air and and the moment you're off idle you're you're under fueled mm-hmm. you're just you're just leaving tons of horsepower on the table i feel like like i almost want to make a chart and split it into stages because yeah. you have like let's say with like stock injectors or whatnot you have like mass from the factory which they obviously leave some on the table so you have the you know drop in upgrade still good then yeah. you have the like slightly too big but manageable yeah okay and then you have your party truck yeah which is like the like the 369 stock injectors yeah like <laughs> lights up label when it lights up it's gnarly right <laughs> yeah but you're not towing with it not that big of a deal right and then you have your just like screwed yeah totally effed yeah <laughs> and it kind of goes like that the same way with injectors too but I think turbos it's more evident because yeah. you can remember fuel creates heat Heat makes air move around faster. Okay, so that's why that's why they that's why I say you need heat of combustion to spool a turbo because that's heat is what creates the power to spool the turbo up quicker, faster, and further in the RPM range, so you can build more power. And bingo, bingo, you got a smile on your face and everybody's mm-hmm. happy. And everybody's just, happy. Everybody's <laughs> happy about it. Uh, and just point of clarification, what I mean by party truck is uh, basically you have a truck that lights up at higher RPMs only because their turbo is like just too big, yeah. just a touch too big. So it's a little hot and smoky down low, almost not manageable. Basically but, only lighting under full throttle conditions. <laughs> yeah, but when it does light, holy, <laughs> wow. But even so at that, you're still leaving horsepower on the table because you've got a turbo that's still creating so much air mm-hmm. and you're only giving it so much fuel. So again, you're, you're, you, it's, you got a handicap truck, man. You might yeah. as well just get yourself a, a handicap hanger and, and park up front. It's almost like the, the I most, mean, the, the most two strokey, two stroke getting on the pipe type thing. I can, see, I can like, I, explain. I don't understand a word you just like said. when you like, obviously <laughs> like a two stroke engine or a two stroke motorcycle or dirt bike, say, like, people talk about, like, getting on the pipe. So yeah. When you get through that bottom end, like, bing, 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 you start yeah, getting sure, really, yeah. like, lit up and starts wanting to go. Yeah. That's what happens when you start getting into a turbo and start getting the turbo lit, get on top of the turbo. Yeah. And when you have a little bit too big of a turbo, once you get on top of it, it's like, wow, yeah! yeah! <laughs> and then you shift gears, and it's like, <sighs> Yeah. I'm going to take a nap real yeah. quick. I'll see you in five. <laughs> I got I to gotta get back way up to this RPM yeah. range again. And they're like, it's okay. I'll just I'll just slam it back to 2100 RPM again real quick. Okay, yeah. let's do that. Stop light. Yeah, stop light. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, man, how do I get back to 21? 21 is so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just smoke and clutches and transmissions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the low torque spikes. And yeah. Just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, number 13. <clears throat> 13. <clears throat> yeah. So you remember what number 12 was, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, number 13. <clears throat> more fuel requires more. Cameron? He says air, folks. Cameron Granola Man says air. <laughs> That's right. Number 13. Sick. More fuel requires more air. What yep. we just talked about with turbos and flip adding it around more air. Re- flip it around and reverse it. Just can, can you do that? <laughs> can, you, can you just flip around what we just talked about and reverse it? Does anybody know what she says in that song? I have an idea, but I can't say it on the podcast. Reverse it. Yeah. What, 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 did she, what did she say, though, Cam? You don't know. Oh, I That's have an idea what she said, but I'm not going to say on the podcast. Why not? I'll tell you all later. We're from never friend yet. From never friend yet. This is why Cameron needs a mic. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if, if we start getting a whole bunch of people commenting on our videos about how our producer Cam and our cameraman Cam needs a mic while we're on the episodes, yeah. I think we'll do it. We're yes. going to leave it to you guys. You guys need to pump it up and make sure he knows that he needs a microphone. By the way, shameless plug for Cameron, check out Dirt Portal on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, on and on YouTube, Dirt Portal. He's making some dope videos about what he likes to get into. And honestly, even if you don't like what he likes, the videos are dope. Like, they're just fun as hell to watch. He's always got banger beats in the background, and he's got a pretty attractive dude on the on the video with a mustache and a mullet. So, <laughs> just <Yeah>. saying. <laughs> What's up, Grafton? <laughs> you ready to go slap some lips? I am. 
<laughs> he doesn't even listen to this podcast. So this, is, this is on. It's on mute news. I think yeah. I told. Didn't I tell Grafton to fuck off once? <laughs> Pretty sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even know him. Never met him. Oh yeah, you did in the video. Yeah. Did, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah, it was, was a video that Cam texted to him. Yeah, it was a yeah. uh, private video. <laughs> we may look like professionals. We are not. sort of sort of look like professional. We're just a bunch of Brad Chads. Like yeah. <laughs> just hanging out doing Brad Chad mustache crap. All right. So yeah, more fuel requires more air. And that means that if you overfuel your truck, you need to increase the air. And there is a little bit bigger window you can work with of being overfueled. Yes. And I think there's to still a is, point. To a point. Because yeah. there can be a, a point in time where it, it is too much fuel. It is literally and, just and you're, not able you're, to work. you're risking the health of the actual internals of the engine as far as as far as pistons and cylinder walls <laughs> and stuff like that. So he's got to be got to be careful with the too much fuel. Don't go too crazy. I mean, there's plenty of people that, uh, you know, are planning on doing upgrades to their truck and maybe you can't get both. Because I always tell people if you're going to do anything at the same time, do, do a turbo and injectors at the same time. Um, but I understand there's people that can't. And, you know, I get, or they I, need to replace one because it's failed compared to the yeah, yeah. But they have the plan on upgrading the other. And it's, mm. it's something... You got to be careful with because you can, you can go bigger on injectors and kind of. But here's the thing I always didn't like about that is, yeah, I'm gonna get big injectors now and I'm just gonna tune them down, and just let and just tune them. You know, have some tuning built that's gonna you know accommodate these larger injectors with a stock turbo. Guilty. When, yeah. I, when I first started looking at making power with my my red OBS, I that's what I plan on doing. I'm just I'm just I'm not a huge fan of that. It, you know, if you have the ability to hold on, to, you know, if you're, if, that's it, that's a tough thing. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I mean, that's even tough for me to like wrap my head around and even tell people what to do. Um, you know, especially if you plan on upgrading to something like much bigger than stock and you want to get the feeling set up now. I mean, can you do it? Sure. Is it something that I would do? No. It, if you can, just do them at the same time. And if yeah. you are gonna do one maybe reconsider your goals with the truck as far as you know if you're trying to make 800 horsepower with the truck i mean obviously you're not going to run a set of turbos that are designed to run that or a set of injectors that are designed to do that with with the opposing mm-hmm. stock parts um so, so that's it's a fine line you got to kind of dance that line and know how to drive your truck if you do have you know the big injectors or a big turbo um and that actually leads us right into number 14 yeah okay i'll just shut up then no number 14 um <laughs> If you have no plan, you will fail. This goes for lots of things in life, but as far as like your truck goes, is what we're talking about. It's yeah. actually almost exactly what you're referring yeah. to just now. Perfect tie-in. Look and at that. Having a plan, know. or at least, <clears throat> I wouldn't say biting the bullet, but understanding the the possible outcomes of your different plan choices. Yeah. <clears throat> and what I mean by that is, let's say you know the goal is to do bigger bigger injectors, bigger turbos, but the horsepower goal that you want to hit is just outside of doing one or the other first. Yeah. It's like, I want to make that 700 or something like that. It's like, well, the turbo, we don't really have a turbo that's going to work well with your truck that you tow with for now. That's going to work well at 700 at the same time with your stock injectors. Yeah. And and like vice versa. And there are some kind of, you can fudge some ways or the other. Um, on turbo-wise, let's say you need to get a turbo, um, doing something with the SXE-style platform. Yeah. If you're yeah. doing the SXE style turbo on the truck and you need to do stuff around it to make it fit, if you need to end up doing a larger turbo later on, if you can find parts for it, you could possibly do just a different compressor wheel and a compressor housing. Yeah. And yeah, you now got a larger turbo. Um, or if you need to get a whole new turbo altogether, you now have an extra SXE that may be able to compound on top of, yep. uh, or that you can sell or something like that. You just you've got this extra smaller turbo. You don't need to buy all the other parts around it again. Yeah. Uh, same thing with injectors. Getting uh, injectors from a company like, yeah, like Dynamite Diesel. <laughs> who, and this is other companies do this as well, but I'm just I'm more familiar with Dynamite Diesel stuff too, uh, because they do laser engrave all their injectors. They're very specific about the sets of injectors that they make. Yep. When it comes time for you to punch them out and make them bigger, let's say you, you have to stick with your stock turbo for now. Yeah. But you do want to make them you know bigger in the long run or something like that, and you do a set of say like a a 60 horse injector or 75 horse injector with a stock turbo, which is still a little bit big, but okay. Later on down the road, your injectors are still in good shape. You've put 20,000 miles on them, 30,000 miles on them, turbo goes out. Or you've got enough money to do the turbo. And it's like, okay, well, now I can do my, you know, my single 467, or I can do yeah. my, 
I'm gonna do an S369. You can take those injectors, have them all batched up, send them back to Dynamite Diesel, obviously with the proper paperwork and whatnot, and you call us or call them direct, and then they can take those, and, they're, and literally, if you do not have the paperwork or don't have anything, the numbers are engraved on the injectors. They know, mm -hmm. and it's not like, hey, you know, Johnny's got a heavy hand. He tends to flow a little bit harder than, you know, Jake does on Tuesdays or something yeah. like that. It's, it's all just machine. everybody, they, they keep all the records. They know exactly how they're calibrated on that given day because they are always updating and upgrading their recipes. So they can take them, clean them, recalibrate them, punch them out, send them back. Yeah. And, and even if you call them and tell them like, hey, now I'm going to be running a, a 369 or a 366 and I want these injectors to match. They might even just say, okay, we'll make a match. Yeah, you don't have to say like I want you know fourteen percent more than I do now. Yeah, like, no, yeah, that's Leave the it turbo. Up to them. That's yeah. the compressor housing. That's the exhaust housing. What are you doing with the truck? Okay, yeah, cool, and, we got it. And what yeah. power you want to make? Okay. Yeah, we'll make a match. Cool, send them in. Yeah. yeah, and obviously this costs money, right? But it's less than a new set of injectors. Yeah, and that means you get your injectors in there now when they were failing. Oh, we have a tangent there, but yeah, again, no, that's having a plan, thinking about it. Here's my rant. All right. <laughs> Gentlemen, if you are so lucky enough to be able to have some time, you know, when you're dropping a deuce, we all have phones. Stop scrolling through Instagram. Start doing some research. A little bit of research on your dookie time can lead to a yeah. lot of benefit in the future. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious about that. You know, get a little note section going on your phone. And when you have a minute, you know, look up links, look up other stuff. Find it if you see a truck on YouTube or something like that. Look at their build list. Go find that product. Look at it. See what it can support. Come up with a list of questions to call one of us with. Yeah. And, and then work forward from there. I I absolutely love it when I can make a plan with a customer. And even if we need to break it up into phases, which it's a little bit of work. Yeah. But I've done enough of them to where I'm, I have a pretty good grasp on what's going on there. Yeah. As long as you know what you're getting into and I know what you're getting into and you have a plan and you get through all those phases, holy shit, it yeah, is so yeah. good at the end. It's so it's so good. It's rad. And then everybody's happy. Everybody's got a good running truck. I'm happy. You're happy. And then we talk about it on podcast. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy about <laughs> it. Whew. 101. Boom. Damn. Yeah, pretty I, good. That was a good one. I feel good about that one. How yeah. do you feel, Tyler? I feel good. Good. Uh, well, not anymore. Not anymore? Probably just a little <laughs> yeah, low? Yeah. A little, little yeah. low. Do you, do you have a rant? No, I don't. That's fine. You don't have to have one. Y'all have a good day. You have a good day. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> As always, this has been Tyler Tyler, the America's Diesel Podcast, brought to you by Diesel Podcast. Diesel Power Products. Whew, it's been a long day. Diesel Podcast, brought to you by Diesel Podcast. <laughs> I'm Ben, sponsored by Ben, brought to you by Ben. Coming at you live next week from Ben. With Ben. Bye. I'm with Ben. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.